0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the people processes podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Let's get started. Today, we'll be doing an update of the big compliance changes this week in March. We'll be touching on HSAs, MSAs, FLSA compliance, payroll tax withholding changes, and gender identity discrimination. So a bunch of hot topics today. You can find other episodes like these marked as compliance updates at peopleprocesses.com. We have a bunch of other categories as well, like Q&As, interviews with HR and business leaders, and deep dives into particular functions of the business like onboarding, payroll, cultural communications, and more. Those are categorized as people processes episode. Don't forget, we post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and I would love to hear from you on there with any questions. You can also subscribe to us by going to PeopleProcesses.com, where you'll receive special subscriber-only content for free. People Processes is, of course, also available wherever you get your podcasts. It syndicates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, wherever you want to find it. All right, let's get into it. First up health savings accounts. The limit on the HSA contributions for 2018 is now $6,850 for family coverage, as updated by the IRS to reflect changes under the recent tax reform law. Um, If you still have an MSA, which I know is not a very common thing, but medical savings accounts, the 2018 deductibles and out-of-pocket expenses required for the health plan to qualify as high deductible plans under the MSA rules have been modified due to changes enacted under the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017 as well. More info on our site if you want to dive into that. Next up, FLSA compliance. This is a cool one. The U.S. Department of Labor's Wage and Hour Division, WHD, will be launching a new pilot program called the Payroll Audit Independent Determination Program, PAID, PAID Program, to facilitate the resolution of potential FLSA, Fair Labor Standards Act, overtime and minimum wage violations. So, New pilot called paid to resolve FLSA minimum wage and overtime violations. The program will allow employers to self-report potential wage violations that they uncover during a compensation practices self-audit. Employers must pay all back wages due, but will not have to pay liquidated damages or civil monetary penalties when they choose to participate in the program and proactively work with the WHD to fix any compensation practices at issue. The goal of the paid program is to resolve overtime and minimum wage claims expeditiously and without legislation, which is good, or I'm sorry, litigation, (laughs) which is also good, (laughs) to improve the employer's compliance with overtime minimum wage obligations. If you're out of compliance right now, and you figure it out. You, of course, try to fix it going forward. But there's very little incentive to like bring everybody's attention and be like, hey, we screwed up in the past. Here's here's how we're going to fix it, because you're liable for these penalties and and and. Um, uh, civil fines and and owing a lot of money. Um, whether you discover it or your employer brings it to a court or your employee brings it to a court of law and they discover it, you wind up on the same hook under this. There's now this voluntary practice where you can, you can self audit, come to the answer, fix it, pay your people correctly. Like you should have from the beginning and not be on the hook for a crazy amount of penalties. Um, it's, it, you know, beyond helping employers, it's also, of course, to ensure that more employees receive the back wages that they're owed more quickly so they don't have to go through the court process. The program is going to be implemented implemented nationwide for approximately six months. At the end of that pilot period, the agency will evaluate the program's effectiveness, potential modifications, and whether to make the program permanent. This is pretty cool. If you are politically active and you want to write your congressman to say, hey, this is cool, please do so. If you're not, no big deal, but maybe check it out and uh, see if it's a this could be an opportunity because we don't know it's going to stick around for longer than six months for you to correct some of those issues that maybe you figured out in the last few years but haven't gotten around to fixing because you're afraid to open that can of worms. Alright, after FLSA, we have payroll tax withholding. Um, Of course, a lot of you are up to date on this, but the IRS's online withholding calculator can help employees determine the appropriate amount of federal tax withholding for the purposes of updating their W-4 forms. A withholding checkup using the calculator can prevent employees from having too little or too much tax withheld. The calculator as well as planning steps for employees and a new set of frequently asked questions can be found on the IRS website or via a link in the show notes on peopleprocesses.com. We've got that linked right here. This is pretty cool. Remember, the um, the tax cut that was passed in November, it changes a lot of things. It changes how... It removes some deductions. It adds some new ones. There's a lot to it. The long and short is that the old W-4 form doesn't really cover enough to really accurately 100% know what someone's taxes are going to be. Not that it really did before either. But what the recommendation is, is you go to this website, irs.gov individual slash irs dash withholding dash calculator. Again, link on our website. Put in your information it's going to give you a number to withhold and you can let your payroll company know hey withhold that rather than some w-4 change thing it's going to make a big difference in in the accuracy of your withholdings um, very much worth doing until 2019 when the IRS plans on releasing a new w-4 that should be more that collects different information hopefully to uh, allow us to more accurately predict uh, what we should be withholding okay last big update this is a big one In a case brought by the EEOC Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the Sixth Circuit has held that discrimination against employees either because of their failure to conform to sex stereotypes or because of their transgender and transitioning status is illegal under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. This case, it involved a funeral home that fired a transgender funeral director because she would not conform to the funeral home's sex-specific dress code. The owner of the funeral home believed he would be violating God's commands if he were to allow a biologically male-born employee to wear a skirt at work because he would be directly involved in supporting the idea that sex is a changeable social construct rather than an immutable God-given gift. According to the appeals court, the unrefuted facts showed that the director was fired because she refused to abide by the employer's stereotypical conception of her sex. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act, RFRA, Did not provide the owner with any relief, as continuing to employ the funeral director would not, as a matter of law, substantially burden his religious exercise, according to the appeals court. Even if it did, enforcing Title VII was the least restrictive means of furthering the compelling government interest in combating and eradicating sex discrimination. The case for further research is the EEOC versus R.G. and G.R. Harris Funeral Homes, Inc., Uh, link on our website to more info on that. But the long and short is... This is an appeals court decision. It applies nationwide. The RFRA does not free this funeral home from Title VII burdens uh, for gender identity. If you have an employee who is transitioning or decides to transition or is transgender, um, you cannot, you must accommodate as best you can that without infringing upon their civil rights according to this uh, most recent ruling. Please take a look at this. Think about how you're going to behave and how your organization is going to react when this occurs in your organization. If you can go ahead and spell out some policies, if you have time to train some managers, that kind of thing, put some thought into it now. Because when it happens, if it happens in your organization, that is not the time to be trying to figure out what to do. Because all it takes is a day or two of really bad decision making to absolutely put you in a bad position. So take a little bit of time to research this, see if it's something you need to be updating your policies about. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for episode number four of People Processes. I hope this was good information for you. Some great updates for the week of March uh, 19th. We'll be continuing uh, with our compliance updates, interviews, Q&As, and People Process dive-ins over the next few weeks. If you have any questions for me, drop me a line on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Love to hear from you. Answer any of the questions you have. Have a wonderful day. Go out there and get your work done.